Hey everybody, this is Cameron Perry. You're listening to Jack's Core. It's Thursday, May 15th. And we're recording at Borough Bar, which is one of the venues for Jazz Fest After Dark this year. And I'm here with my co-hosts, Shannon Chris. And Tony Rochelle. Hey everybody. And special guest tonight, we have Jason Lewis. Hello. He is a um, pretty awesome guy. He's a creator of Jazz Fest After Dark. And he also is a um, founding member of Tropic of Cancer and a concert promoter and partner for Orange Garden Productions and many other things. Jason is all around awesome community member. So it's kind of a boring way of saying you're doing a lot of cool stuff all the time. But anyway, um, so we don't really have a lot of updates today. So we're going to go into our interview with Jason. Um so we're sitting here at Bro Bar, which we have um, five other venues, is that right? That's correct. Five venues. Five venues. So what Jazz Fest After Dark is, is <laughs> what Jazz Fest After Dark is, for those of you who don't know, is um, Jacksonville has a really great jazz festival. It's been going on for a very long time. Uh, it happens this last several years to be taking place downtown and on Memorial Day weekend. But uh, a few years ago, you noticed that oh, there was a lot of people still hanging out after Jazz Fest with not a lot going on for them to do? Well, actually what I noticed was that there that there was stuff to do, but there weren't a lot of people hanging out afterwards. Oh, the other way around. And, and, I, and I was like, and I literally standing 50 yards from here, 50 feet from here, and there's 20,000 people watching the main stage jazz fest, and I knew they were just going to go home immediately, get in their cars and drive away. And I was like, "What? They should. We should be keeping them here downtown." Yeah, yeah. And there are. I mean, and that was the thing is that there that, that around that time, things were really starting to pick up down here, and a lot of people that might even be from Jacksonville probably weren't quite aware of that at the time. How many music venues and bars there are now? So. And Jazz Fest brings in a lot of people who aren't familiar with downtown anyways, who think, mm-hmm. oh, there's Jazz Fest, it's over, let's go home, back to, you know. Right, a way <laughs> to expose people from Jacksonville and people outside of Jacksonville to downtown Jacksonville and what it has to offer. And and the musicians and, the, and all the people that come in with them, their crew, um, because I would imagine that a lot of them are probably more interested in, in unwinding afterwards instead of, you know, going back to a hotel or something. And... Um, so, yeah, the venues are pretty much um, all along. Well, the, the footprint of Jazz Fest itself has changed this year, and um, the venues for Jazz Fest After Dark just expanded. So we still have 1904. That was last year, wasn't it? Yes. Un- uh, Underbelly was last year, and Burrow this Bar. place, Burrow, was last year. So then this year we picked up Volstead. The Volstead. That's a good venue. Dive Bar. Okay. And Carpellas. Is it Carpellas or is it Carpels? I have no idea. <laughs> I've heard it both ways. <laughs> it's probably Carpellas. It's probably Carpalia Salada. Something we were completely wrong. But <laughs> um, and the Volstead, they're just doing solo acoustic acts or whatever solo acts. I saw. Yeah. Yeah. I put a mosh pit in both. It's really appropriate right. for the space. Yeah, though. exactly. <laughs> exactly, and it's just a place. Yeah, it's a place to go and chill out and, you know and and I wanted to it, it gives an alternative type of music that 
So and it's a perfect venue for that. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I said, well, I have Flores. I'm trying to think of who else I saw that. It's a lot mellower. Taylor Roberts. Yeah. Is on the Sunday, and then Arvid Smith and Billy Buchanan are on the Friday. That's really cool. And so, I I kind of was wondering. To me, it kind of looked like there was a little bit of themes going on for nights and venues because I like Canary in the Coal Mine and Four Families are playing together on Saturday at 1904. It looked like and that is uh, the unofficial, unauthorized pre jazz fest party as they're calling it. Is that, that the same one? No, no, that's well, that's on Wednesday. I love that title. <laughs> what, what is this one? What's this this? Has, this is not a part of Jazz Fest After Dark, but a lot of the people playing it are people who are playing in Jazz Fest After Dark. But it's uh, something Folio Weekly is doing with a bunch of free jazz, freak-out jazz musicians. Hmm. Cool. Local standouts like Joe Yorio and Chris Jackson and Jameson Williams and others that I can't come up with their names right now. The Saturday night, okay, so like the Saturday night at 1904, Brad Loretti from the Songwriters Residency in Frontiers Needs Heroes, he put that lineup together. Ah, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm the most excited about, <laughs> honestly, but um, that's our running theme in the show is um, our love of four families and Robin Rutenberg, so we're excited about that. <laughs> no, no, she's going to get a restraining order. <laughs> she has software now that lets her know every time we mention her on the podcast. Awesome. So, um, this year, um, it looks like there's a lot of excitement, more so towards Jazz Fest After Dark than Jazz Fest itself, because there are a lot of people that are kind of bummed out about Jazz Fest itself. I think I think in our circles, whatever circles that is, I think, <laughs> yes, you may see that. I think in the broader public, obviously Jazz Fest, there's going to be a big turnout. There's going to be a lot oh, yeah. of people coming out. There's some big acts, some neat acts like Al Jarreau and... Um, one of the Marcellus brothers is playing. Yes, you know, so that. I'm sure that's going to be great. And uh, and uh, and there's other actors. They've got like two or three like um, Latin jazz bands mm-hmm. with, and big ones this year. So I'm excited about that personally. Um, but I think in the urban core community, yes, I think there's a, a lot. And I think just being year two, I think people are like, oh. It's an, it's sort of an established thing, so you know there there seem there's definitely more excitement on it this year. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is that in general we try to um, we focus a lot on the urban core and Riverside, San Marco, Avondale, um, Springfield. So um, to us, that's what counts, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that's true. I mean, Jazz is always a very big turnout. It's amazing. I'm really um, kind of myself a little hesitant, a little nervous to see what's going to happen this year. Um, you know that um, some people, um, some people think that there's been some decisions made that aren't as um, conducive to downtown itself, development and the uh, businesses that normally benefit and other things. But and then um, Tiffany um, Hutto was. She's been gone for a couple of years. She was, like, to me, a really big part of the soul of Jazz Fest because she actually really cared. It wasn't a bureaucratic process. It wasn't a job for her. So 
I'm really trying to get my hopes up and be excited. But with that said, this will be the first time ever that I am not dedicating all my time to justice, but I'm kind of slanting it over more towards the evening. So, I don't know. Do you have anything specific that you're looking forward to with the After Dark? Well, obviously, I, I mean, <laughs> yes, I, I am. I'm looking forward to a few, uh, to a few things, and I'm, it's going to be hard to, like, figure out how, how to, like, split my time and go see as many acts, because, you know, not only am I an organizer, but I'm a fan of a lot of these yeah. acts, but, I mean, obviously, well, not obviously, but to me, obviously, I'm really excited about Moon Hooch coming mm-hmm. and playing. Yes, I'm going to go watch them. That was sort of the crown jewel. I wanted to have at least... I I wanted to get a couple, like, headliners, per se, and when they when I found out they were available, I, I definitely... That's, that was, you know, the, sort of the crown jewel on it. Yeah, that's a good call. I'm excited about that as well. And, um, and I didn't mention, um, we were going around the venues, that... The official chill zone of Just West After Dark is the new, newer downtown. What's the full name? It's like it's such more of a reference than a name. The downtown cigar bar. I think it's cigar downtown lounge. cigar lounge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I mean, it sounds like you're just referencing something, and it's not a name, so it kind of doesn't stick with me. But, <laughs> but I mean, I know everybody knows where it is. It's a pretty cool place. I've been there a couple times now. Um, but that's uh, just a place to go and hang out. They're going to be doing wine tasting, beer tasting. What else? Cigar, t- cigar, some kind of cigar <laughs> stuff. Yeah, such a fun little place. And, and yeah, and the owner, the owner Troy, he's really nice, and so uh, I'm, you know, and he's really excited about it. So that's, that's yeah, good, you know, and and I think it's good to have. I mean, to me, every place downtown is part of Jazz Fest After Dark. Every venue that's open, what restaurant or bar or whatever, you know. Um, so I, you know, that's and that's what we want. We want people checking out places, going around, and obviously we want exposure for a lot of the for all these bands. Yes, exactly, and that is the thing. It'll be and people will be eating and, um, you know, getting drinks at different places and moving around and spreading the business. You know, going to Seven Eleven to get gas. <laughs> it's going to be like they beneficial have gas to Seven Eleven. They know they do the one downtown. I got it right. today. The only one. <laughs> <laughs> when you live in Springfield, 7 Eleven is a little bit of an oasis for you. So, um, But with that said, my, next week, my particular topic, I'm going to touch base on a little more. But um, And I mentioned it in that article, but Jazz Fest, or uh, Jazz, it's been speculated that the birth of jazz actually happened in Jacksonville. Um, I mean, nobody really knows with anything like that, but there's a lot of evidence that points to it being a much more significant role in the history of music and blues and jazz both than most people realize, especially um, Ashley Street, the La Villa area. It's a really big deal. Um, I would not like to know more about it, but actually the information available is limited, and it's unfortunate. But Jacksonville has this great history with jazz in general, and we have a great jazz program at UNF, and... Our jazz festival being what it is and what it has been in the past when it was the Mayport Jazz Festival. But, um, yeah, do you know anything about this? I, I read a little bit of, I started to read the article, one of the articles about the guy saying that jazz <laughs> may have been invented in, ja- in Jacksonville. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I think, like, it's one of those things, like, where could jazz have been invented? You know, it's like, 
where was rock and roll invented? I don't. It was know. a movement, you know. Right. It's you know it's it's, hap- it's gradual type of thing. A yes, little like bit of this, some of the early that. roots right. were in the area. Well, right. you know, the Ritz Theater has the, the museum, the La Villa Museum. Mm-hmm. Do they have anything pertaining to that? I haven't been through it myself. From what I understand, I haven't been into it either. There's not really anything that goes back as far as this dissertation does, as far as the details of it. Right. Um, the, this this particular, it's I've only read part of it. It's very very long, and it's a dissertation. Um, with that said, it is. <laughs> with that said, it, I, what I did gather, there's a lot more credit that should come to this area, though, is the ultimate point that I am trying to make. And by wording it that way, it is. Um, it makes it sound like wow, but the truth is. There's so much that there's so much black history in this city that is kind of not highlighted in the way that it should be, and that's part of to me what it is. And I would love to see Jazz Fest incorporate something with some kind of like at least annual museum that pops up or something that really, really tries to come play in to that. Um, so I'm going to actually try to talk about that a little more next week. See if I can dig up any more information that I myself have yet. It's limited, but um, so. Um, Tony and Shannon have some great things to talk about as well. I have well. a question. You do? Yeah. Um, I've lived in Jacksonville most of my life, but I've never been to Jazz Fest before. And so I was just wondering if you have anything that I should not miss if I've never been to Jazz Fest before. Um, usually it's there's an act or two that um, I would say don't miss this act or don't miss that act. Mm-hmm. I would definitely say you don't want to miss Tropica Cantu, <laughs> who you happened don't. to be playing at the uh, landing six, p- six p.m. on Sunday. Landing six p.m. on Sunday. Tropica Tropic Cancer. Yeah, but um, <laughs> they're dreamy. There are there's uh, there's a few there's like two different Latin jazz bands, and I can't I don't have the names in front of me right now, mm-hmm. and. If you haven't seen like a thirteen-piece Latin jazz band, that not you should, Yes, definitely. <laughs> and um, and but yeah, I some of the acts I'm not familiar with this year. Um, there is there's a group playing right before Tropic of Cancer called Jack's Jazz Collective, okay. and I've heard a lot of good stuff about them. And then obviously, I would not miss Jazz Fest after dark. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> <Got that. laughs> I'll definitely be there. And you know, I have it. Oh, also, I would say, just go to the Jazz Festival, and you'll be surprised. You'll see acts that you don't know anything about, and you'll be surprised at the talent and the fun and the people watching. And, Awesome. <laughs> As you move around, you can see an energy that is a little surprising. I mean, One Spark definitely had its own energy that was phenomenal, definitely. Uh, you get Saturday night, everybody's had several drinks, and this energy on the big stage just starts to move, and the crowd just starts to kind of sweatily turn into this <laughs> gel. It's, yeah. What, Your it's, favorite action. It, <laughs> it is amazing. It is Freaking amazing! It's beautiful. I'm excited. So, Jazz Fest After Dark. Were you guys inspired by One Spark After Dark, or did they rip you off? <laughs> no, <laughs> everything's After Dark. No, uh, it, I don't think either one happened. I think I don't. I don't think there was a, like the idea for Jazz Fest After Dark be, came before One Spark, but I don't. But, they were independent but, of each right, other. Exactly. I just think we're going to need a dissertation on which one was first. <laughs> right. And but they, you know, one spark happened 
time-wise before Jazz Fest After Dark. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. But Jazz Fest After Dark was already announced and, and in the planning. I just thought that was funny. I was like, okay, we're getting a theme. But I do think that's something coming back to the start of our conversation that we need because like once uh, not one spark art walk everything shuts needs down needs a dark yeah right. they need an after dark yeah after- the right. city needs an after dark all the time because everything shuts down they, you know they run the vendors out for art ram walk after dark community first after, after dark, dark. Yeah, Cameron's birthday after dark <laughs> <laughs> I, that went on until after dawn I, there so. are, <laughs> I would like to say there are some bands that you should probably check out if you're coming to, come to Jazz Fest after dark Besides Moon Hooch, mm-hmm. Honestly, we're having our first klezmer band play, Guy and the Hoodoos, and they're playing here at Borough Bar on Friday night, Friday, May 23rd, uh, and that's also with Goliath and the Wobbly Toms, who are like a um, folky, Celtic-y hmm. sort of band from St. Augustine. Cool. Uh, there is sort of the jammy... Um, sort of I don't know what you want to call them uh, scene that's going on at on at 1904 that same night on Friday with uh, why, now I can't think of their name um, <laughs> but anyways oh the All big night. heavy oh, I mean uh, no no I'm, I'm just making <laughs> Anyways, you should do that <laughs> but there's also just start naming um, Friday night at Dive Bar Rickolis All Night Wolves what no that's no that's Sunday. Not that. oh, Sunday yeah I love Rickolis that's cool though and yeah. Jeremiah Johnson um, from Radical Face his new band wow and you heard them at Civil Brute and a few and someone else that I can't think of right now you really can't be missed you, you yeah. really it would be great though if you made up some band like this right. is the this band is fucking <laughs> phenomenal do not fucking not see them it's like um you Where know are they yeah don't, just uh, don't Make say that forget to mention that part <laughs> and then some of these some poor guy spends the whole weekend like trying to find that band our one listener yes <laughs> our one listener <laughs> which is a Damien like <laughs> oh I thought our, well that makes two because I, I know so, uh, also, uh, we do want to throw a shout out to um, All Night Wolves. You said they were Sunday at, Sunday at, at Dive? At the, at the Dive Bar with All Wheat Bread. Ah. Hey. There's so many. We're going to yes. put the flyer link up on our site so Not that exactly. we can check out everything and everybody right. and all the places and times and all exactly. that jazz. Oh, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, there's so, every night, almost every venue, every night has something that I could talk about and and I'm really enthusiastic about. And that's, and that, I'm like, I, it's just too much. Yes, it's too much. It's how Jazz Fest can be itself. And then you take this and add it to it. And yeah. you have to take days off and you have to have lots of these energy drinks and you have to have a spreadsheet and know what time to leave this place to get to catch this. And well, it's, it's, it's about 12 hours of music every day. I can do and it. There's between the two events, um, you know, there's 70 plus acts. So. Amazing. I'm excited. Really excited, and I will be at most of it. I am going to sleep in a little more than I normally do, so I can stay <laughs> out later. But um, so uh, we're going to move on now. Which one of you ladies wants to go next? I can go next. All right, Tony, um, tell us what you got. My topic this week is the 
uh, River City Eco Fest that is happening on Saturday. Uh, it's going to be at Met Park, and um, if you've never heard of it, as I had not before <laughs> this year, it's actually in its third year. Um, and uh, the funny thing is, the festival is what we, the public, see every year, but it's but the foundation is, is so much more than that. But let me just talk a little bit about the festival. It's crazy what's going on. They have a paddle sports race, which is exciting. I don't, I'm not a paddle boater, but I mean... Sorry. You're not? No, I'm not. I don't want a paddle boat. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't know if it was somebody else. No, it's not me. I know someone with a canoe, but I don't have a paddle boat. There's a there's a, some kind of boat in my back porch. Don't ever get in a canoe with Tony. Just take my word on it. <laughs> I am time. getting on it. I am so getting in a canoe with Tony now. I think that's what's on my back porch, so we're going to make this happen. You've been yes. born. <laughs> okay. I'm a very good canoeist. Um, <laughs> um, anyways, um, there's also a 5K happening. They have an outdoor expo. There's going to be craft beer there. Did you hear that, Jacksonville? There will be craft beer there. Then it will be... You can hear the stage. <laughs> um, there's also a film festival, um, a non-profit festival... And it serves as what they call an educational platform for organizers. And on top of that, there's going to be 12 hours of music, like straight from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. They have a stage of um, a, a ton of local bands, a couple of which we've mentioned here before, including uh, This Frontier Needs Heroes and Parker Urban Band. Um, so that sounds pretty insane. Oh, and Shannon Blankenship will be speaking... Yeah. For the St. John's Riverkeeper. Yes, they do work really closely with the city. They said that their their mission is to um, really up for the parks mostly, which we have a ton of parks here. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure it's a huge effort to keep them all up to speed and maintained and all that. They're kept up. I'm sorry. <laughs> <They're what? laughs> I, was, I was saying they are kept up to speed. I was curious. Oh, you're no. being, I see. Yeah, I, I see what you did I'm there. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, and then they, they work to fund partnerships like with the city and our waterways especially because Lord knows our river needs it. Yes. But um, anyway, so that should be really exciting, you guys. Have you guys been before? I know it was, it was here last year. Well, until I, um, until One Spark and then also we share a board member, Anna Reedman, mm-hmm. and until she really educated me on it, I really thought it was a big smelly hippie fest. I had no idea. That's what idea. the fire implies. <laughs> it really Which, does. Which, that's okay. I'm not knocking big smelly hippies. I'm just joking about that part, I guess. But, um, <laughs> no, I just, I really didn't realize the um, depth of it and how awesome it was. And so this year I really would like to go um, check it out for a while and see some of the bands and hopefully there'll be good food. I would think at an event like this the food should be above par and freshness. I'm sure there'll be food trucks. Craft beer and food trucks, guys. <laughs> if for nothing else, there will be a crowd for that. Exactly. I just appreciate how this is more than just a festival. A festival is more like a fundraiser for their their year-long efforts. Yeah, that's, that is really cool. And it's true. Our parks um, definitely need it. Springfield's lucky we have um, private funding through the uh, Weed and Seed program. So our parks actually look pretty dang good, but they get abused a lot, too from after hour activities after and stuff. Springfield After Dark. <laughs> Let me tell you, Springfield After Dark is the best after dark. It really is. So. I don't know. I don't trust it. <laughs> That's why it's so good. <laughs> so, you're going to go? You're going to go? Yes, yeah. I will be there. Correct. We can find you. We can find you there. Um, yeah. Well, I don't understand the we question. put a GPS tracker on you. You said you'd be there, Tony. <laughs> Why are you still asleep? <laughs> GPS tracker says you're in San Marcos. <laughs> She's asleep. You're hungover from the beer fest. 
Okay. That's a really good possibility. So, well, I guess it's my turn to tell you guys about something I learned about this week that I didn't know about, and it's the Clara White Mission All You Can Eat Gourmet Buffet that they have on Fridays, which is where I'll be tomorrow. <laughs> did you Did you guys know about this? I have heard about it for a long time, and I worked downtown and always meant to go and never somehow did. But it's a cool concept across the board. It's really neat. I've, I've heard of it. I have not been. No. I have not been as well. I actually had not heard of it until I stumbled across it the other day. And I already knew they did vocational training. Uh, I used to take, well, as everyone knows, public transportation a lot. And I chat with people, and a lot of them had done the various vocational training at the Clara White, you know, to get new careers and such. And they really do provide a great service to the community. I don't think a lot of people realize that. I think you can, they think you can just go get a meal there or something. But they really do enable people to further their lives in a good direction. They're a really great organization. Have you eaten there, Jason? I have not, but I have delivered food there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Don't they, do they have their own garden? I thought I saw a garden when I was biking by once. They might, but I don't but know. But you still take them produce? I have in the past. Cool. Well, that's um, this buffet, they, for their salad bar, they use a lot of locally made, uh, or not locally, mo- locally grown, sorry. <laughs> locally made cabbage. Yeah. <laughs> Craft cabbage. <laughs> Craft brew cabbage. Sounds good. Craft brewed. <laughs> no, kimchi. Okay, anyway. Uh, kombucha. <laughs> I don't know. But um, what it basically is is, I mean, what the title implies, it's a gourmet buffet that the instructor teaches them to make these various dishes, and they make two soups, and one is whatever, and one's vegetarian. They make two entrees, one of which is usually vegetarian as well. They have a salad bar. It's a really nice experience, and they work with the supplies they're sent for the week, so you really don't know what you're going to get into until oh, you get there. That's challenging and makes it more interesting. <laughs> well, and it, it keeps makes them, it an adventure. Yeah, It keeps them creative, which is what they're trying to teach the people um, that are in part of the program to think on their feet and work with their resources, which is, you know, kind of goes to all areas of life. It's like Top Chef where you have, like, a... I hope it's intense like Top Chef when you go in there. There's a jar of relish, a pack of bubble gum, and a sirloin steak. (laughs) So, um, it's my understanding, am I correct, that they are, um, that they work a lot with the halfway houses and the shelters in the area. Oh yeah, they're coordinated with a lot of Mm. different organizations. They get people back on their feet as far as out of homeless situations or... Right, exactly. Okay. Like you could go through the vocational training and once you've completed the course where you've gotten all this experience and not only preparing food, you can get experience front of the house too. They have hospitality, making sure the guests are seated, comfortable, you know, their drinks are filled and everything. So you really get a full restaurant experience. I don't think people know what they're getting into when they go, but you're going to get a gourmet experience and then they can take those skill sets and they have a department that helps place people in jobs and now they can show up to these jobs and be qualified for them because they have the training. Yeah, and then everybody gets the benefit of these meals that I really, we should we should make a point of. Yeah, I was like, let's plan a trip, field trip. <laughs> <laughs> Having a day job sucks. Live from <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Every Friday, maybe I'll take a Friday well, lunch off we one could day. take a long lunch and do it. Yeah. Maybe I'll work that out one day. We'll, we'll see if I can work that out. But um, I would really like to. But, you know, if you want the specifics, we'll put them up for sure. But it's a gourmet all-you-can-eat buffet. It's Fridays from 11 a.m. to 1.30 p.m. at the St. John's Cathedral, which is at 256 Eats to Church Street. <laughs> and it's only $10. That's a pretty good price for gourmet. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Go try it and, I don't know, post comments on our Facebook. <laughs> yeah, tell us how it is. Um... 
so I'm going to wrap stuff up and get on with our events. And I'll let you guys do your picks. Tony, mm-hmm. what's your pick for the... Oh, my pick this weekend is Saturday. Uh, the Corks um, Arts District is having a rummage sale which is just a fancy word for yard sale, but basically there's just going to be a ton of, like, furniture and art and knickknacks and things that you want to spend money on, and apparently the prices are going to be very reasonable. They said to bring change because that's Change? Change. Yep. Oh, I'm so jealous. That's what they said. I'm Wait, you, you can't go? Working again. Oh. Heavy but, um, work schedule this month. Oh. It's from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., so you can be there really early with your fanny pack full of pennies and be like, five cents, six cents? So you're implying one of us has a fanny pack? And coupons. That's how you yard sale. <laughs> no, with your penny pack full of change. <laughs> I stuff Don't my cash in my bra that. like a classy yard sailor. No. <laughs> yard sailor. I think you meant cashy. <laughs> anyway, so that's, I think that's where I'll be on Saturday morning. Maybe not at 8 a.m., but before the, the Echo Fest, the Eco Fest. <laughs> and Shannon, what is your pick? My pick is Al Letson's Summer in Sanctuary because I heart Al Letson a lot and listen to him daily on NPR. For those of you who don't listen to him, you should because he's amazing. He is a Jacksonville native who actually does a show called State of the Reunion on 89.9 and it's all about different areas of the country and the direction we're going in a country, I guess. Not really a great description, but listen to it. It, it speaks for itself. Direction. Yeah, in a cultural direction. Sorry, that's a better way to put it. But I'm just a big fan of his, and I listen to him, and it's really nice that much um, talent and inspiration. He's a spoken word poet, comes out of Jacksonville. It, I always find him very inspiring. He does a lot of work for the community as well, and is very quick to help out when he can and to speak and do cool stuff for people that yeah. is related to uh, Jacksonville. And I think he's, uh, and I know I'm abusing the word inspiration right now, but I think he's a big inspiration to, I think he gives a lot back to the Springfield community when he is around here. He's spoken about it a lot on his shows that he does from Jacksonville. And I think for these kids or these, you know, youths to be able to see somebody who's really made such a great life for themselves and who's so talented with words and how knowledge has made that life for him, I think it's really inspiring to them. And being positive is what has worked for him, which is also awesome. It's not a negative um, talent he's capitalizing on. So um, what Summer in Sanctuary is, is his solo uh, autobiographical piece, and he's going to be performing this at the... And I know the name, and I lost it. Cameron, you know... Oh, Pangea. The Pangea. Pangea Live. The Pangea Live, which is in Springfield. Yeah, is that on... Is that on um, Pearl? No. Liberty. Liberty. No, it's on the yeah. other side. It's on, on Liberty, Liberty or Market, isn't it, Jason? Liberty. Liberty? Okay, cool. That's going to be this Friday and Saturday, and I am going to try to get out to that. It is free, but if you would like to go, you have to reserve your tickets in advance on... I lost all my information. It's terrible. We'll put the link up. (laughs) Eventbrite. Eventbrite. I know these things are just slipping my mind. Um, So you have to reserve your seat on Eventbrite, but it's free. Go. It's worth it. He's a beautiful speaker, and I've heard a really great performer. So. And the Pangea is a venue that definitely I'd love to see utilize more anytime something's going on there. I'm really excited. It's a pretty cool place. Um, I've heard of it, and I've never been. a five and nine play there that... um, Zach Brathley. Yeah. It's actually really freaking cool, and I was glad to we find wanted to see that as well and didn't get out there. So many things happening in Jacksonville, no one can say there's not. <laughs> so, Jason, what do you have pick wise going on? Um, well, uh, first I want to say Al Letson and David Gerard and Larry Knight 
performed right here at Burrow Bar last year's Jazz Fest oh, after yeah, dark. Right. I didn't get to see it, but I remember hearing that. It, and it was it was an awesome performance, <laughs> and it was great. And I I love outlets, and I'm going to uh, we're going to Summer and Sanctuary awesome. on uh, Saturday night. And um, going to the Eco Fest Saturday day for a little bit. We will be crossing paths. Yes. Mm-hmm, as but always. <laughs> my pick for this weekend is the Gypsy Kings on Friday night at the Florida Theater. Oh, cool. And um, so, cult, uh, at least pop culture wise, if you've uh, seen the movie The Big Lebowski, they're the band that does the cover of Hotel California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, But they're an amazing flamenco, gypsy, Latin, whatever, love... classical guitar and percussion band. And, so funny. Uh, I saw them as an event. I didn't make the correlation. Did you, did you happen to catch the price by chance? Uh, I think tickets are in that... 60 range, but oh, wow. they were doing buy one, get one, like there's a link yeah. through the we- through the Florida Theater. You could just go to the Florida Theater and get tickets half off. Cool. It might just be, ha- it might not even buy buy one, get one, it might just be half off. We'll post a link for that on our sure. show page. Um, okay, well, uh, I've got a couple of picks really fast. Um, first of all, it is the um, craft... Well, the import and craft... Import craft beer fest. Yeah, that's tomorrow. Uh, other and, people's craft beer. <laughs> um, hang on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move over to the light and take this mic with me for a minute because I have to see my notes. Um, so, yeah, that's tomorrow it's from 5 to 9. Is that correct here? God, I'm pathetic. But um, the VIP section part is starts at 5. My document is reliable. Is it? Well, the funny part is I'm not seeing my thing. Here it is. Okay. So, it is... Um, from 5 to 9 and 5 to 6 is the actual VIP sec- segment and they're going to have specialty beers and um, you can go in you know, before everybody else and get your line started for the rest of the stuff. And um, anyway, I am hoping that it's not disappointing. I'm hoping that there's a lot of awesome beers. I've read some optimistic. of the... I'm trying to be optimistic. I'm in a really cranky mood. But I did read, the, I did read of the breweries that are going to be there and I, there were some good breweries. So hopefully there'll be some cool stuff. And, um, and then also the other pick is another Springfield event, which is um, the historic Springfield home tour and bike tour. And it is Saturday and Sunday. And it starts at 3rd and Main. And um, the tickets are $25 and, um, or wait, no, I'm sorry. The tickets are $12 in advance, $15 day of. The bike tour tickets are $25, but that's only Saturday, May 17th at 2 p.m. So come check out some of the really awesome, cool old houses in Springfield. It's a great way for some of you who want to um, explore Springfield and might not be as adventurous because some people are scared of Springfield. <laughs> what do you mean? And we also got the hecticon tiles, clawfoot bathtubs, and we got spider mites everywhere. Spider mites, <laughs> attics, creepy, creepy. Oh my gosh, web attics, terrifying haunted attics. Okay, I'm stop. So it's the haunted attic tour. I, I, my house is. Really? But you know what? I would love to do it because the houses in Springfield are historic, like the ones in Riverside, but in their own little, you know, fashion. They're totally different. From a specific similar. era, coming right after the Great Fire, right. and um, certain um, certain things that you see, um, bigger houses, bigger streets in some areas. I mean, uh, just like with anything else, there's parts of Springfield that the houses were more like grand houses, and I know that's in Riverside too. But um, there are. 
a lot of really neat little parks tucked away too. Like if you're out and about, you can check out Confederate Park, um, Hogan Creek. There's a little park down um, over by Bethel Baptist, and there's all kinds of cool places. Um, dog park too. We got a dog park. Yeah, and free parking. Yeah, Actually, we got good parking that. and a dog park and all kinds of neat stuff. I didn't know that. I went to Confederate Park for a like a dog day, I guess, some big dog festival, but I've never been to the dog park. It's directly behind it. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah, they may have just been combining it all. I don't know. Yeah, I, I may have been that. there and not known it. So, um, anyways, that's um, those are my picks. There's so much more going on. We um, mentioned last week <laughs> the World Arts Film Festival, and that is May. Karen Sadler, and then from May 15th to 17th, it's at the main library, and um, we'll put a link on that. Tickets are $8. There's all kinds of things going on with that. And There's um, also, a, uh, tonight, they're having, like, a, a party. party thing. Yeah, pre-party oh, yeah. at 1904 mm-hmm. with bands right. playing and stuff. Let's go. We mentioned that last week, but we should, yeah. So, um, there's, you know what? There's so much go more there. going on. <laughs> okay. All right. Um Anyway, lots going on. There's probably more that I could mention, but we've crammed a lot in here. And um, also keep in mind that Jazz Fest itself starts Memorial Day weekend. Well, actually, Thursday is typically the piano competition. Is that the case this year? Okay. So we have the piano competition starting on Thursday, the 22nd. Is that when the 22nd? Yeah. And it goes on through um, Sunday. And there's so much going on that you are um, going to be... You're going to find something that appeals to you, even if it's just drinking and watching people. It's going to be awesome. So, um, yeah, I mean, that is appealing, especially when you're downtown and you're like, holy crap, man, downtown is really growing up. It's pretty awesome. So, um, also, Sunday, Fitz and the Tantrums is playing at the what? landing. At the landing? That's a free yeah. show, right? What? Yeah, that's the free show. What's going on Sunday? <laughs> they're probably playing last, which probably means Sunday. Sunday. The, Sunday. We'll post Sunday. a link, Tony. Yeah. You'll, you'll post a link. Ah, <laughs> Sunday. I didn't, no, I didn't realize they probably that play at like 8 o'clock this or Sunday. something That's like going to that. be craziness. Free show at the landing it's, might be insane. Yeah, oh well, yeah, it'll be insane. It is. It's, um, an, it's an annual show. I need to be taller for these things, you guys. I'm not going to be able to see any. The radio station puts it on. Right. Every Rose year skates. they put out, what is it, Rock on the River? Yeah, Rock, Rock on, on the, the River. river. It's Rock a pretty good lineup, but I know it's going to be batshit crazy. Yeah, so. going to be fighting people for... Uh, if I had a boat, I would just watch from the river. I'll get a canoe. You need no. a canoe. <laughs> I told you there's one on my back porch. Tony's going to get us in trouble, but we'll talk. Rock man. on the River, ladies. <laughs> we will be. Yeah. I will not be in a canoe with Tony. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to this, Tony. That's going to happen now. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks a lot, Jason, for coming yeah, and talking with here. us. And um, thanks, Borough Bar. For letting us just impose, we just come and set up. Actually, um, she was really nice. What's Melisand? Melisand? She was really nice to let us set up here. There's going to be a band playing soon, so we need a bug out. But um, Tony, will you tell everybody where to find us? You can find us on the internet, um, Facebook, <laughs> or Instagram, or Twitter, or Gmail, wherever you want. If you have any questions or comments, email us at jackscorecast at gmail.com. If you hate us, you can email that directly to Cameron Odessa Perry. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you, ladies. You're welcome. Thank you.